Hello and welcome to Lit, a podcast for combating burnout. This is episode eight and it's called Three Truths About Conflict. It's the third installment of our empowerment series that's happening in May. I'm your host, Kate Newberg. And before we get started, just want to let you know if you have questions about burnout or you want to get in touch with me, give me feedback, uh, feel free to email me at kate, K-A-T-E, at deeppractices.com, or you can go to my website, deeppractices.com. All right, let's talk about conflict. Um, In this empowerment series, when we're talking about self-worth and we're talking about empowerment and we're talking about self-advocacy... Oftentimes, and we're talking about um, visions, oftentimes when we're moving in those directions, it can create and it can stir up conflict in our lives. And so I want to make sure that we address that up front, uh, because I think there's a lot of misconceptions about conflict that I want to clear up in this podcast. So first of all, what is conflict? I see it as happening when two different sets of ideas or values or expectations bump into each other. And oftentimes we see productive conflict happening when these different ideas combine in a space where either party can't move forward while the conflict exists. Um, And I'll talk more about that in a minute. I know that's kind of heady, but but bear with me. There is also internal conflict, which we'll we'll get into later. Um, But so the, the productive conflict could happen at work, where you need to collaboratively collaboratively make decisions about something, or it could happen in your relationships. Um, It could be something as small as deciding where you want to go for dinner or something as big as navigating how to raise kids. And the idea is if you want to do it together, you have to figure out how to do it together. Um, It's very difficult for one person in a relationship to unilaterally decide how to raise kids Um, And so in some ways, this conflict is kind of is forced on you. And if you want to go to dinner together, something small like that, you're going to have to agree on something. So um, so as I kind of mentioned earlier, conflict will also pop up when you decide to live your life differently. Maybe you're quitting an addiction. Maybe you're leaving your job to launch a business. Um, Maybe it's something as simple as you're cleaning up your diet um, and it means that you're not Um, going out to eat as often with your friends, things like that. It's up to you to decide what's productive conflict and what isn't in in these situations. In some ways, you can think about it through the lens of, is this conflict pushing me to grow? And and, an example could be uh, when I gave up drinking, I stopped going to bars. And um, it was, a lot of the friends that I had had, I realized I only really saw them when I was out drinking. And so some of the conflict popped up around that, that was them saying like, we don't see you anymore. Hey, we're going out. Why don't you join us? We miss you. And I had to decide, is this, you know, it it created a lot of internal conflict and also it created um, conflict between uh, me and the space between myself and my friends. Cause I had to tell them essentially like, I'm not going to see you in that context. And so, um, you know, so that's that's a way to decide. Is that productive conflict? Is it unproductive conflict? How do you work through a situation like that? Um, oftentimes, when you begin to do the things that we're talking about in this empowerment series, when you begin to cultivate a sense of self-worth, when you set a vision and move toward it, 
this will bring up fears in other people. Um, and you oftentimes you don't need their fears or their uh, mindsets to move forward. And when you begin to do these things, it's good to prepare yourself for some changes that might happen in your life. Um, I did have to take a hiatus from some, from some people in my life when I chose to leave my job that wasn't fulfilling me and launch my own business. Um, I had people saying things like, you do know that most businesses don't make any profit until three years. You do know you're going to lose money on this. Like most businesses fail. And it's just like, and, and what I was, and what was happening was I was talking to people who are deeply unhappy in their own jobs and they um, saw reflected in me a decision that in some ways they knew that they could make and were choosing not to because of their fears. And so I realized that a lot of the fears that were coming up, they weren't, it wasn't productive advice. It wasn't like, oh, here are three ways that you can make sure that you circumvent failure in your business. It was just their fears coming out at me. And I realized that in that, in that very um, kind of vulnerable time, it, it's not like, I mean, come on. It's not like I didn't know that, <laughs> you know, like I, I made this decision uh, with all of that in mind. It's not like in some ways I wasn't waking up sometimes in the middle of the night and thinking, oh my gosh, is this all going to come crashing down around me? I already had all of that to contend with. And so um, when it came out with the people who were closest to me, um, I had to make decisions around, you know, how much am I going to entertain this? How much time do I want to spend with people who aren't supportive of this decision? And, um, it, and I had to take a hiatus from, from many of them for a while or limit the types of interactions I had with them. And what was really beautiful about that was when I chose to make those decisions, um, other people started that space that, that was created from kind of letting go of those relationships, at least temporarily, um, that space that was created, it, it invited other people in who were supportive and who were genuinely, um, dedicated to my, to my success and my well-being instead of just seeing it as a reflection of their own failures. So, um, so all of this is to say that when you, that just to prepare you, and maybe you've experienced this already, that when you start to practice some of these things, it is going to create conflict in your relationships and in your life. Um, because things will change around you. And in many ways, you were crying out for this change and you wanted this change. But there's also um, there's also going to be consequences to, to the changes you're making that perhaps you hadn't um, you hadn't fully considered or seen coming or anticipated. So um, so this episode is all about how to deal with that type of conflict when it comes up. Um, first of all, working with conflict in a productive way, working with conflict with grace almost always involves tapping into your higher self, or you could call it your deeper self. Um, there's something underneath the ego. There's something deeper than ego that's going to help guide you through these situations. And I'm encouraging you to trust that. Um, in smaller chunks, it might also come out as feeling like instincts, which often will tip you off to situations before your brain will. Um, cause because instincts come from that place that's deeper than ego. 
um, as I go through some truths that I found about conflict, I'll bring that up. Um, I'll bring that up more. But, but overall, when you are confronted, the, the theme running through this is when you are confronted with conflict in your life, the answer to how you how you how you you resolve some self examination and a tapping into that deeper self. So, with that as a frame. There are three points that I want to make about conflict that I'm going to go into right now. The first point is that conflict is not bad. I was raised as a woman in the Midwest where I think um, often maybe not just women listening to this will will, will relate to this, but um, we were raised to be conciliatory and um, if if conflict arose or or deeper feelings arose, um, feelings of of anger or frustration, um, either in a family context or a friend context or a social situation, um, the women were kind of raised to somehow gloss over this whole situation to make it better. Um, and what happened was this often allowed what I saw in reflecting back injustices or bad behavior to to continue or to go unaddressed and um definitely something i saw a lot in the women around me what were um immediate kind of self-deprecatory uh instincts when conflict arose or to take that conflict on themselves somehow take blame for it so that other people could just um continue on their merry way and and what i think is the result of that, especially as a, a young girl internalizing this type of behavior um, and then growing into that type of behavior and then having that type of behavior expected of me in situations was um, what, what happened was we, the, the problem is that we start to see conflict as this bad thing that should never, should never arise. Um, and if conflict arises, I think oftentimes with, with women, especially we're seen to be the managers of relationships. And we see that if conflict arises in relationships, whether it's romantic or friendship or, um, maybe your, whatever relationships, we see that as a, um, that we did something wrong because the conflict should never arise in the first place. Um, and so, it's it's a it's a really difficult mindset to break out of to think of conflict as something that is um, oftentimes positive or can be positive. Um, so so that first truth, conflict is not bad. Conflict is a positive thing. is is a was a really difficult thing for me to come around to, and it took me many 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 years of kind of unconditioning. Um, but. Something that goes along with this that can be kind of controversial is that I don't necessarily believe that everyone's view deserves equal consideration in decision making. So um, I'm thinking of a lot of different work situations, but some people speak from self-interest or fear. And while this should be addressed, it shouldn't necessarily be considered um a valid viewpoint in decision making because of where it comes from. And so I've been in meetings where we're ostensibly, so 
let's say we're talking about work meetings, let's say budget cuts, all this, all these things. Um, I've been in, in work meetings where the, the overt discussion is about whatever. It doesn't even matter. But the subtext of every single meeting is um, people kind of jockeying for space in defending how their jobs are important or making sure that people in the meeting understand that their job is still valuable in light of these new conditions or these budget cuts or whatnot. And what we're getting at here is this kind of, is this, um, this viewpoint coming from fear. It's not listening to what's going on. It's not adapting. It's just this, um, this, this fear based justification of their continued existence within the organization and that type of, and so to address that, um, from a place of grace and from a deeper place, it will probably create conflict. Um, but while you're making these types of decisions, it's good to confront people on and to confront yourself on where is my, uh, where is my viewpoint actually coming from? And as we're making these collaborative decisions, what kind of weight do we give different viewpoints and different, different things coming forward? And I think, um, if you can confront people in these situations with grace and from that deeper self and with compassion and, and including yourself, um, that's going to be a way to, to probably create conflict in that situation. That's going to be productive. Um, and so not all conflict is bad because oftentimes conflict will confront, I guess a larger way of thinking about that, taking a step out is a conflict will, often confront the status quo or confront whatever is the dominant or loudest voice, right? I've been in so many meetings where, um, where the loudest voice and the, and the, honestly, the pushiest person will get the most airtime in the meeting. And often I've seen decisions made based on the loudness of someone's voice, um, or the volume of someone's voice. And I think being able to confront that and it will stir up conflict, maybe even with that person. But if you can do it from a place of grace, it's it's going to both illuminate the injustices that are happening, even if they seem like small injustices that are happening. Um, and it also could create a new way of being or a new way of doing things. So um, in general, I want to say that conflict, you don't have to think of it as a bad thing that needs to be suppressed or or avoided. If it comes up, that means something important is happening or can happen in the space. So my second truth about conflict is related, but it's kind of a more um, taking a more personal bent, which is that just because people are mad at you or upset with you, just because conflict has arisen, it doesn't mean that you did something wrong. So again, this is related to the first one, but it kind of talks more about how you're internalizing the type of conflict that's coming up. So I have an extreme example for of this that will illuminate what I mean, and then I can I can kind of come down to more subtle examples. Um, but um, an extreme example could be an abusive relationship, right? So um, if you are in an abusive relationship, people are going the your partner or whoever they are is going to get angry at you for things that are not for things that are are not wrong. Um, and I, I have personal experience with this. 
which is uh, one of the reasons I can I can speak to this and how difficult it is to break out of this mindset that just because someone's mad at you, it doesn't mean you did something wrong. Um, things like if really just it became like small things like if I didn't water the plants before he got home or I didn't put the dishes away in a in a specific type of way um you know he would get so angry at me but if you take a step back you think I didn't do anything wrong there's nothing wrong I did nothing wrong in that situation but I kept internalizing it as oh my gosh I did something wrong I'm a bad person blah 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 like this um this is a way uh, I guess this is a way of flipping conflict and thinking, um, especially for those of us who who internalize conflict as blame, self blame, or um, as something that is something that's inherently bad. We'll see, we'll take on, we'll take conflict on ourselves, and um, this this truth just because people are mad at you doesn't mean you did something wrong is an absolutely critical thing to internalize if you're going to self-actualize. Um, because like I said earlier, self-actualizing often forces people to confront truths about themselves that make them want to blame you or backlash on you. Um, or maybe you confront truths about them directly that makes them want to backlash on you, but really it's their problem. And what I didn't, understand in that situation was that his anger was it was his problem it wasn't something I was creating it wasn't something I was responsible for um the conflict that was arising wasn't my fault um and I think that that is extremely this truth is extremely important for everyone who wants to take control of their life to understand um, and that also that when you do take control of your life, people will, it, it's possible people will get angry with you and that's their problem. Um, cause if you're practicing self-worth, if you're stretching beyond your boundaries, um, it's possible that these, this is going to inspire resentment in others. And that doesn't mean that you're doing something wrong. Oftentimes it actually means you're doing something right. So don't give into it. You can be supportive of others, but don't give them that energy. Don't give them the energy or try to appease them. Stay focused on your vision, right? I'm thinking about a workplace situation where maybe you're just, you're just finding your groove and you're kicking butt. Um, and you're really, you're really seeing, maybe you're seeing things aren't operating in the best ways, or you have suggestions for how it can improve. Um, and it's coming from a place of, uh, of real grace in you, go for it. And for the people who are frustrated with you or threatened by you or are trying to put you down, don't give them the energy. Don't give them your energy. Don't spend the energy that you have focused on your vision for yourself. Don't spend it on trying to appease them. Definitely don't try to self-deprecate in order to make them feel better, right? None of this is helpful for anyone. So stay focused on your vision, keep kicking butt, and um, when it's in when it's appropriate or when it's not draining on you, definitely be supportive of these people. But don't their viewpoints again? Their viewpoints are coming from places of fear. They're coming from places of resentment. Those are not 
viewpoints that you need to internalize and 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 consider equal, right, in your decision to um to self to self actualize. So, second point, just because people are mad at you doesn't mean you did something wrong. I actually have a story before I move on. I have a quick story that might help illuminate this not in an abusive relationship context, but I remember um my first year at, at this one um, job, I was invited to sit uh, in on a certain meeting that was happening, and they were talking about a certain way of doing things. Um, and in my experience, I noticed that uh, there was there was something um, off about the way they were doing things. That their that I saw that their specific um, approach was going to create problems down the road, and I saw that, and I spoke up about it, and I said, you know there's something I want to say about this that I see as a potential problem down the road. And after the meeting, um, one of the people who had been involved in crafting that approach um, just lost it on me. I mean, this was unleashed vitriol. <laughs> and I was kind of shocked, especially uh, it was my first time experiencing this in this workplace. And this person just, they said they they yelled at me and they said they felt judged and they they were all these things. And I said, you know, and, and this was before I'd done a lot of this work about around conflict, but I knew on some level that what was happening in that, in that moment and in the space between us was much more reflective of her fears and her insecurities than it was of the comment I made, which was, I still stand by it, was um, a prescient comment about where the organization was headed and their approach to this specific thing. So all that's to say, um, just because people are mad at you, it doesn't mean you did something wrong. It doesn't mean your viewpoint is invalid. It doesn't mean that you need to change. Um, oftentimes what it means is that, uh, oftentimes it reflects more on the people who are mad at you than on you. Okay. Last truth about conflict that I'm going to talk about today is that overall, Conflict is a powerful medium for self-growth. Whether it arises internally or it, or it comes at you externally, um, no matter what type of conflict it is, if you take the time to examine your reactions and your response, you will learn something about yourself. And if at all possible, I encourage you to welcome conflict when it comes into your life because it's happening because, because it's rubbing up against some sort of rough edge, either in yourself or in other people or in the organization or in your relationships. And this rough edge is often the place where when you really lean into it, it can open up, it can open up, uh, pathways into your heart to help you understand yourself better and understand the world around you better. So when conflict is happening, let it expand your boundaries. Let it do its work on you. Um, and sometimes without worrying about right and wrong. So it's possible that someone might be in the wrong, but you can learn something about yourself through the situation. So um, conflict as a medium for self-growth, no matter what. Oftentimes, conflict is going to arise, arise internally. So let's talk about that for a second. Um, in our world, we have a lot 
of external messages that tell us what we should be doing with our lives. From something as small as um, as you should be this, this, and this instead of going on a run, or you should be making five sales calls a day, or you should be, there's just lots of shoulds that come into your life from the second that you wake up, actually. And this can create a lot of internal conflict. Um, and what I would say is the same type of response that you would have to external conflict, have that response with your internal conflict. Use it as a medium for self-growth. If something comes up around, I'm angry, or I'm frustrated, or I'm anxious, right? That's going back to the definition. That's something internal that two different sets of ideas or values or expectations are bumping into each other, but it's happening internally. And that is often more difficult to resolve or to deal with or to work through because you don't have any other outside entity to bounce off of or, um, or, you know, to have space. The space is all happening inside of you, the space of conflict. And you really only have yourself to fall back on oftentimes when this is happening. And so when it's happening internally, the same types of um, techniques still apply, right? Take the time to examine this reaction or this response. Um, whether Again, whether this is happening externally or internally. If you wake up and you're suddenly anxious or let's say you launched a business and you're worried about getting new clients or, um, you know, there's just all this stuff, maybe internal conflict. What's happening is there's some sort of disconnect between your expectation, oh, I would have had 10 clients by now, and reality. So the first thing to do is just accept what is, okay, I only have one client right now. I thought I'd have 10. Accept what is, and then learn about yourself through through that conflict that's happening internally. Well, how do I how do I respond to this then? What types of actions should I take next? Um, am I on the right track? All these things that could pop up while you're um, while you have this internal conflict, or did I handle that situation correctly? All these things. There's a disconnect between um, two ideas or value sets or expectations, and they're happening internally. And often, one of the most powerful things that you can do with conflict in this situation, in a situation externally or internally, is to not rush yourself to a conclusion. If you have the strength to hold this paradox, to hold this conflict in you, um, man, we're, we're almost out of time. I might have to do another episode about conflict or come back to this, but, um, but there's a quick example that I'm thinking of is when I was working with a certain, um, organization on streamlining their plans for a certain thing, um, they had kind of two differing or seemingly differing sets of ideas. And it seemed going into it, like it was either one or the other. And the more, and, and I just encouraged them, I said, don't try to rush to a decision or don't try to bring this to a conclusion too quickly, because I think that there's something productive happening here and holding this tension. And the longer they held the tension, the more they realized it wasn't 
an either or situation, but it was actually a both and situation. And these two values that these two different parties held very strongly were actually um, compatible. We just had to rearrange the way that we were approaching it. And so all of that is to say that um, when you can use conflict as a medium for self-growth, when you can allow the tension to exist and to not try to rush it into a conclusion, not try to go going back to conflict is not bad, the first truth, not, you know, not trying to just appease what's happening, but maybe allow it to really express itself fully, either internally or externally, um, you can really see the the ways that it reflects both your your own areas of growth and and the others um, for those around you, and so conflict is is a medium and an engine for self growth. If you can if you can look at it in a way, if you can use it with grace, and you can let it do its work on you. Um, like someone else might be in the wrong, but I learned a lot about my triggers, or I might be in the wrong, and then. I learned about other people's triggers, but I also need to deal with, you know, the ways that I had handled the situation um, in the wrong. And then I've learned something about myself. So um, I guess I had a lot to say about conflict. Uh, those are the three truths. Uh, conflict is not bad. Just because people are mad at you doesn't mean you did something wrong. And conflict is a powerful medium or engine for self-growth. Whew. So this was episode eight, three truths about conflict. Thank you so much for tuning in. Again, if you have questions, you can contact me at Kate, K-A-T-E at deeppractices.com. Stay tuned next week for our last installment of the empowerment series. This one's going to bring it all together in a podcast about self-advocacy. Can't wait. See you then.